Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary.org Hardcore 2.0, episode 12. And this one, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk Get Huge Arms with Euro Pharmacy. So let's start off the topic with why people like big arms. I'll bring in Mobster. Go ahead, buddy. This is this is a great topic. I know you're going to love this one. Uh, let's be honest. I actually touched on this, Steve, and this is almost historical, guys. If you're ever, ever, and I'm probably talking about the last 50 years minimum, Steve, Asked to make a muscle, even if you're a child, and you go, Hey, little man, make a muscle. Hey, little girl, make a muscle. What do you do? You flex your biceps. You do a single or double bicep pose. That, 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 the classic bodybuilding on stage. It, Hulk Hogan with his pythons, uh, the top professional athletes, top professional wrestlers, powerlifters, actors, everybody. Some guys who do this and they think that they think in hoops in basketball, they'll they'll, they'll score a, a, a winning game and Steve, they'll come over and they'll do a bicep pose. They'll hit a tricep. You know what I mean? It's just that classic, classic thing. So it's kind of historical. And if you were creating an old school style bodybuilding magazine, like they had in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s and the 80s, nine times out of 10, what would get the magazine to sell would be a great bodybuilder doing a bicep shot on the front cover or an article. Even men's health would have, you know, bigger arms in six weeks, bigger arms in 10 weeks. It's like a headline grabber, Steve. It's, it's a guaranteed seller for a bodybuilding or fitness magazine publisher. It's kind of up there with, you know, having a six pack and getting girls. It's right. It's just kind of that attractive. And here's the thing. And I've touched on this before. It's kind of one of those, we, we did a podcast just yesterday on, on another subject, Steve, and you talked about the, the look of, of, of a muscular fella or an in-shape female athlete on the beach, right? So one of the things I've touched on is with biceps, you kind of like, as the, the weather warms up, you've got the layers come off. So at some point in the spring slash summer, you're in T-shirt and shorts. So what do you see? You're seeing those biceps, you're seeing the forearms, you're seeing the calves. As the weather gets colder, you kind of cover up again. So, for example, me with my big muscular forearms, even if it's a bit nippy, I'd have a long sleeve T-shirt on or roll up some sort of top so you can still see my forearms. But the bicep, the biceps and the triceps, those muscular arms, that's what people want to see. And here's another thing. You're very, very, very fast. Track. And we're going to touch on this a little bit more in a minute. But the almost the first time most of us go to the gym, there's going to be some sort of arm worker in there. The pump, Steve. And especially the pump in your arms. I don't think there's a beginning bodybuilder alive or anybody that's literally just gone to the gym for another reason, never mind bodybuilding. And if they haven't had that pump, got the tape measure and measured it up. It's one of those things that young, and I mean young, young teenagers that are new to the gym do, where you're like, who's got the biggest arms? So, yeah, why do people like big arms? They just damn well do it. It's kind of almost like a, a an, an insight into the beginning of what it means to be a man. And it's kind of one of those things. It really isn't, you know, being a stand-up dad, being a hard worker is. But for us young teenagers, when we're first starting out, big arms is a thing in and of itself. What do you think? You can't see abs when you have a shirt on, but you can see biceps, you can see arms and triceps, right? Especially if it's a short, short cut off t-shirt or if it's a tank top or something. So Arms, in my estimation, are more important than abs if you're going for, for that, that ego stroke. When, let's say you go on a date, you first meet a girl, she hugs you. She's not touching your abs, but when she hugs you, she's going to feel your arms. And trust me, women are very observant when it comes to stuff like that. And she's going to feel your arms and she's going to know, yeah, this guy works out. This guy's got big arms. This guy's an alpha. That's going to be a big turn on for her. So, Absolutely. Women or men, depending on who you're going for, absolutely love arms. They're very detectable. 
through feel and through vision. So we all love arms. Uh, the classic bodybuilders of the 70s, that was their thing, building up the big arms, building that tight chest, that, that wide chest, tight waist, and big arms. It had to be all three. You couldn't just have a tight waist, a big chest, and shoulders, and then have no arms. That would have been, they would laugh at you. You had to have all three, and they had to all be good. So having big arms is very important. So this is a podcast for you guys who want to build up your arms and make them, make them formidable. And then you're going to have the arms that people are going to strive to uh, to get. You're going to be the, the man in the gym. You're going to be the man everywhere, on um, the supermarket, whatever, the beach. And that's going to be huge. So um, for me, the first time I started training, and I think Mobster, you hit it on the head when you said, but the first time I started training, uh, didn't know what I was doing, had no one to teach yeah. me. I was like 14 or 15. I found some weights in the garage. First time I picked up a weight, a spider actually bit my hand. So. For a lot of people, they'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Uh, uh, this isn't for me. But for me, it was like, hell yeah, that spider bit me. I want to do this even more. So I grabbed that weight and I still were doing bicep curls. No clue what I was doing, but I did bicep curls. Two weeks later, I could see my arm get bigger. And that kind of motivated me right there to do it more. So I kind of started getting into it. And the first thing I did was arms. Why? I have no idea. I don't know what kind of influence I had me. I think it was maybe watching... Arnold movies or Sylvester Stallone movies where they have big arms. So that was, you know, that was the thing. So we're going to talk about this podcast, all kinds of tips. You want those big arms? You want those veins popping out of there? That's what you want. That's what I strive to do when I was 14, 15. I wanted that vein popping out of my arm, that vein that goes up and down. I thought that was awesome. I wanted to see it, not just when I worked out, but I wanted to see it 24-7. So this is going to be a great podcast. We're going to get over some of, the, uh, some of our favorite steroids for these pumps. So Mobster, hit on that a little bit. I was going to say one thing before we talk about why you're a pharmacist, and that is that when I was a lot younger, when I very, very first started training, my little claim to fame when it comes to arms, guys, was I was a lot leaner then, a lot, lot leaner then than I am now. I had the split biceps, Steve, where you can see the, the two distinct heads that was a long half time ago. I also think I took a certain perverse pride in getting that Arnold-esque vein that runs down your bicep the pot. Again, a lot leaner than I am now. I, if only I was as lean then at the size I am now versus what I was then. But it was a big, big deal for the 15-year-old, 16-year-old, and even the 17-year-old mobster, as was way back in the day. I'll lead us into the next part here, Steve, and that is why... Euro pharmacies, and we talk about this often. Why we have approved sources, why we, we how someone becomes an a company becomes an approved source, why we recommend approved sources, and so on. So, Euro pharmacies right up there, right up the top there. And why? Because we personally, Steve can say the same as what I can, we've used Euro pharmacies products. I've got Euro pharmacies products here in my office in the drawer, right fucking now, Steve. Uh, so I've used their products and we trust their products. We know the products that we've tried because I, I, mean, I haven't tried every single part of the range team, but those products that I've trained, I can say hand on heart, I've used this. This is how I felt. This is what happens. And that's why we have approved sources. We go, we, we don't want variation. What does approved sources do? Neuropharmacist does. They have certificates of analysis. They have an incredibly good rep uh, that works on the forums to sort problems out on the rare occasion that they do. They have great deals, great sales, and great products. So, again, we have a handful of trusted sources, and Europharmacies is right up. What do you think, Steve? Why should people use EP, Europharmacies products, to get this great arm pump, to get the great arm size? Why? Well, first of all, steroids work. So we want steroids. We want good quality steroids. A lot of steroid sources out there, they're selling fake gear. They're selling you what you don't think you're buying. You might think you're buying this, they send you this. They don't care. They don't, they don't go the extra mile to do. Your pharmacies is big. You know, they're big enough where they can afford all this stuff. Certificates, certificates of analysis, they can afford to test their gear before they sell it. They don't just sell it and make you into the guinea pig. They're a big company. Their products are made by professionals, not some guy out of a bathtub. So obviously. You know, we're doing this podcast. We're not going to recommend 
to buy from some dude, you know, in, in, in America who's brewing this stuff out of his toilet here. I mean, this is good quality gear. It's high quality. It's pharmaceutical quality. And, you know, you're going to buy what you know you want. And you're going to get what you say you want because what they sell is what it is. They sell Dynable, they're selling you Dynable. And if that's Dynable says 25 milligrams or 10 milligrams on the tablet, then that's what you're getting. You're not getting 50 when you're taking 25. You're not getting five when you're taking 25. So this is this is very important. This is why Uniform Pharmacies is so good. And Mobster and I, we both have used them for years and they've been quality. And uh, we know that they work because we've tried them ourselves. So we trust them. They're a very good brand. They're one of my top three, four brands that I recommend out there for sure. Go. So guys, on my on my signature line on uh, the forums, it says, Euro Pharmacies is tried, tested, and trusted. And that's the reason why we recommend it. Now, Steve, what is it about training arms that we like, apart from the actual being able to flex a big muscular arm, whether that's a side tricep shot or whether that's a bicep shot? And I've got to be honest, Steve, I think for a great many of us, myself included, it's the pump. It seems to be one of those muscles where the nerve endings are just a little bit more, there's, there's, there's more there. It's, it's just a nice... You can get a pump in your legs. You can get a pump in your back. Hell, Steve, you can get a pump in your neck muscles. But for whatever reason, the pump you get in your arms, and when, especially in your biceps, is just something that's ungodly. It, get, it talked about the pump, the sensation of the pump in, in pumping iron. It could have been talking about his chest. But let's be honest, the first muscle that we thought of was the arms, that, that, that sort of body part right up there. That the, the, the way that you get that sensation of, a t-shirt getting tight, the sleeve getting tight. Hell, Steve, I, I, I've just had to wear some formal wear for an important occasion recently, and I can get into the jackets, but I can't get my damn arms down the sleeve of the jackets. Fine on the chest, the length is great, but I, I can't do the damn thing up because it's too goddamn. Or if I can get my arms in, I can't bend the sleeve. It's the thing of that's that's the kind of stuff that we like. It's that almost instantaneous feedback. And of course, guys, we like the pump. We like it for all the body parts that we train, but we especially like it for for the arms, Steve. I mean, talk about your, you mentioned training earlier. Talk about that first time that you kind of got that feedback, that first time that you got that ungodly pump, it, it, whether it was in your teen years or, or, yeah. or later when you first trained. Yeah. So you got to remember back then, we didn't have access to the internet. We couldn't just Google, you know, about pumps. So I noticed when I would work out, I'd get a lot of this burning sensation in my arms. I didn't really understand what it was. So I just like would, I would stop or I would push through it. And then I noticed the more I pushed through it and just dealt with that pump, the more my arms would react well. So I started to notice, I'm like, wow, whatever this is, I didn't even know it was called a pump. I was just like this burning sensation is doing something good, you know? So I was like, man, and now we know what a pump is. Pump is basically the, the, the blood and the lactic acid building up in the muscle as you're damaging those fibers. So now it doesn't necessarily mean you have to get a pump when you go work out, but it's, it's you know, it can be an indicator that you are working that muscle enough where you're getting that type of reaction. So you're breaking down the muscle, and then you go ahead and repair that muscle and recover afterwards. So I was starting to understand that. And Ma, I, I just remember like it would hurt so much and I would just push until I would just go to failure. So basically what I was doing is I would overtrain my, my arms. Let's be honest. And I got away with it because I was a teenager. Obviously, if you're in your 50s and 60s, overtraining anything isn't a good idea. But at that age, you know, I didn't know any better. I didn't have any any guidance. And I think if I had guidance, it probably would have been bad guidance. You know, if you just go up to some random dude in the gym, especially in those days, I think they'd give you like really bad advice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, so look, at the end of the day, pumps are incredible. Now, there are certain steroids that give you amazing pumps. And we're going to kind of go over a list uh, right now. 
Right, so here we go, guys. Let's let's start with the absolute classic when it comes to getting a bump uh, is Debo. And Debo was described as a wet drug, as a wet steroid. And uh, Europharmacies does a version of this, Methandionix 25. So that's 25 milligrams of pill. I, I would probably split that up again, Steve. I recommend for myself personally, somewhere between 30 and 60 milligrams a day. And I'd probably run it solo. Now, why do you get the pump on Debo? It's because of that water retention. So, and this is the thing again, I actually know guys, and it's an injectable version of this as well. They sometimes double up if they've got the 10s, never mind the 25s, and they'll do a little bit extra before they go to the gym just for the pump. Now, I can I think especially here when we're talking about big arms, the, the idea that your that intracellular water is coming in is incredibly useful. And we've also got to some degree, and I think Debo does a little bit of this, although I'd probably a couple of other choices, which we're going to talk about briefly, uh, for the glycogen uptake. So give you an example, and we're going to talk about training in a little while. I would say for me, because I train in the morning, guys, as I say on the forums, so I'm not eating a huge amount of food in the morning. I eat a lot of food in the evening, but I'm only having a bowl of cereal in the morning, but it's mostly carbohydrates. It's, and so the idea, if I go to the gym, and especially on arm day, Steve, the idea with the water, the intracellular water that I mentioned already, the glycogen uptake, and in this case, a little bit of carbs, Debo is going to give me a special kind of pump. It's kind of weird, Steve, and we can talk about this with other steroids as we will, but there are some steroids that seem to work better for pump, others that work better for strength, others work better for vascularity. But Debo, I think, is especially, again, almost, almost a specific pump slash arm worker pump kind of steroid. For example, Steve, uh, I'll talk about Anavar in a moment, but I don't get the same pump in my arms on Anavar as I will in Debo. And I'll give you an example again, guys. So one of the exercises I do is close grip bench press. And the extra water that I will carry on Debo gives me more volume of fluid around the joints. So in the forearm muscle, in the bicep muscle, in the tricep muscle, and that means my leverage becomes better for the exercise. So it actually enhances my strength because my leverage is better, but it's also putting more cellular water in and around the area. So it's kind of cushioning me uh, when I'm coming down at the bottom of the boot movement. And so it's just stuff like that. And again, I don't actually train that much for the pump, but even I, and we'll get into that in a moment, will occasionally do an exercise to a slightly higher reps. And then suddenly, lo and behold, that pump that I've been missing for the last six months or eight months is introduced. And D-ball for me is essentially, especially one of those drugs that I can get that arm pump off, if more, probably more than anything else. What do you think on the D-ball, Steve? Yeah, and, and D-ball, I've always said, is the most dummy-proof steroid. I don't mean that like as an insult to anyone, but I'm just saying like anyone can run D-ball, whether you're a newbie, whether you've been doing this for 30 years, and you'll get pumps. Like It's really incredible. I would I would say like the bull pumps are very unique to other steroids. I personally, my two muscles that I get crazy pumps on are my calves and even my front part of lower leg on the bull when I do cardio. And then when it comes to the gym, the arms, you know, for sure. I get crazy, crazy bicep pumps with Diana Bowl. It's uh it's legendary when it comes to that. They loved it back in the 70s. And for that purpose, and you don't need to use much. You can use 20 milligrams a day. And your pharmacy's Dynabol is excellent. So you use 20, 30 if you want. Some guys go as high as 50 when it comes to Dynabol, but you really don't have to to get that pump. So anything above 20, you're definitely going to get a nice pump and go high repetition, drop sets. We'll talk about training in a minute. But I easily, easily on Dynabol, even within a few days on Dynabol, you'll start noticing when you're doing high repetitions, you'll start getting uh, – those those crazy dianable pumps and they're they're pretty pretty cool to get. Let's so what a else second choice. Yeah, well, a second choice. I'll give you a second oral, guys, and then I'll bounce back to uh, Steve Smith in a minute for an injectable. So I, I I've tried Anadrol, and I don't think I get quite the response that I know some users do, especially first time users. Now, is Anadrol's kind of legendary in that some users just blow up crazy steve the stories of 
people gaining 20 pounds, a lot of fluid, it has to be said, on Enadrol are legendary. And it doesn't take a, a, an enormous amount. That Enadrol has a bunch of different names. On uh, Europharmacies, you're looking at Oxymethylex, uh, and okay, say brackets, that's an Enadrol, 50 milligrams, great product. If you respond the way that I've talked about just now, you're going to love it. If you like that sort of thing, I actually think 20 pounds of fluid, 20 pounds of muscle is a little bit too much. And maybe I think it's more of a first time user thing. I'm probably too advanced at this point in my career, in my training career, especially to gain 20 pounds. But if you're new to bodybuilding and especially new to PEDs, Anadrol has that sort of legendary instantaneous. Honestly, you can gain weight. I mean, I actually do this on D-Bowl, Steve, but some users on Anadrol will blow up within days and they'll go absolutely crazy. The biggest problem, of course, is keeping as much of that 20 pounds post-cycle as possible. But again, if you're holding that much water, the intracellular water, the glycogen uptake, like I mentioned with D-Bowl, if you respond well to this, and again, I don't at my point, but even D-Bowl, I always will. I've never had a problem with D-Bowl. But Anadrol, I didn't get that great thing. But if you do, and you want that swelling, you want that size... Can actually be uncomfortable, guys. Imagine the effect that's going to have on your arms. Let me give you a quick example here, Steve. Uh, if you are average size, and I'm taking this from some of the books I've got upstairs in my, my, my Iron Game library, and you gained 10 pounds, that can include cellular water, that is the equivalent of one inch all over. Now, that's an inch on your, never mind it's everything else, it's an inch on your arms. If you gain 20 pounds and your average height, that's nearly two inches on your arms. Steve, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm probably too advanced, too many years in the gym, et cetera, et cetera, to, to have gained that kind of weight on Anadrol. But I know of users that have. So what do you think about Anadrol as a choice, Steve? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Anadrol is really, really good mobster uh, for pumps. I've I've had some very interesting with Anadrol. Usually with Anadrol, it usually takes like a couple weeks on Anadrol. Like you'll be on our 50 milligrams a day. You give you, you need a couple weeks. I think Dynamo is a lot quicker. If you're looking for quicker, but everyone could be different on that. Um, really so, yeah. 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 Anadrol is, is an interesting one. It's not as, it doesn't, it's a DHT derivative. So on paper, it shouldn't harden you up, but it does bind to estrogen receptors. So you get more of a harder pump, I would say, with the Anadrol. And Dynabol is more of a wet, wet pump. So yeah. maybe you'll see more vascularity with Anadrol. But, um, you know, I can't I can't remember um, on Anadrol. So you guys are going to have to kind of experiment with that and play around. But I don't remember. I know with Dynabol, I got more of a wet pump. My vascularity wasn't as good on it. But I would get like, it feel like a balloon. Basically, you're filling up a, a water a water balloon. And that's that's basically what I felt with Anabol, so not with Androl. So two two little different. That's that little difference that you have there, where one aromatizes heavily into estrogen, and one is a DHT derivative, which cannot aromatize into estrogen, but it does bind to estrogen receptors. So it's kind of cool on that. Let me jump so, in now yeah. with my last oral choice. So we're going to talk about injectables as well, guys. Actually, I've got one more, so it's not my last. Right, one of my favorite for strength drugs. Is also one where I think this is less water here, Steve, and more of the red cell count in your blood. And that's Anavar, Oxandrolix, TENS, and they do different sizes in Europharmacy, so go on there and check them out. I get what we, what the American euphemism for teenagers will be, hella pumps on Anavar, but it's almost to the point of being uncomfortable. Low, lower back pumps, shin pumps, calf pumps. Uh, and again, this is just... I'm, I'm not gaining massive amounts of body weight. So we're not talking about massive increases in size here. We're not getting the intracellular water and glycogen uptake like you do on D-Bowl or Anadrol. But the pumps are almost painful. Now, again, this is one of those weird situations where if you like the bicep pump, if you like the tricep pump, the point of your training, I mean, here's the thing as well. So physiologically speaking, the pump is not actually important in muscular growth as you think it would be there's an argument to be made for the pump in stretching your fascia that's the membrane and the muscle and allowing for you to grow and yes 100 there's a certain degree of pleasurable uh, feedback from the pump but 
Anavar pumps are the kind of I, I I don't actually like Anavar pumps. Now whether I've I've not actually trained my arms seriously on Anavar, so I'd love to be able to say you know it's almost painful in my biceps, almost painful in my triceps. But I've certainly had painful pumps from elsewhere. But for some people, myself included, the pumps on Anavar can be absolutely crazy. What's your experience of uh, Eurofarmacy's Anavar, Steve? For, for a bicep pump, for tricep pump. Yeah, so pretty, it's not going to be as intense um, when it comes to arms. For some reason on Anavar, I always get pumps in my lower backs when I'm doing cardio. So if I'm running like a mile, I'll get pumped on my lower back like a half mile into my run. So I don't get as intense with my arms. So, but a lot of you will, if you're lucky enough to get those Anavar pumps in your arms, it's it's cool. It's a cool feeling, and it makes you vascular and hard as well. So it's really good for those of you who want, instead of wanting size, the size pumps where it like doubles the size of your bicep with Dynamo, like literally like with Anavar, it's like a good solid rock hard pump with vascularity. That's how I would describe the Anavar pumps. So, so I'm going to give you guys a couple on my end. Now, there, there's one that a lot of people don't know is out there, and that's Trend, the Trend Pumps. And Trend Pumps are pretty legendary. Um, and the interesting thing with the Trembolone Pumps, because it is an injectable, it takes time to kind of peak in your system. So you won't experience those pumps until like three, four weeks into the Trend Cycle. And then by week five, week six, the pumps are just incredible to the point they can be crippling. And part of the reason you get such severe pumps on trend is because it, it messes with your electrolyte balance. Um, so it imbalances your electrolytes. And the reason for that is it dehydrates you so much. You feel thirsty all the time on trend. So it throws that off. So one of the things with trend, it's more of an uncomfortable pump with trend. But man, are they legendary? Like I'll get, I'll get pumps with trend all over my body, not just my biceps. I'll get them in my legs. I'll get them when I'm doing chest, bench press. I mean, they're pretty intense where I have to kind of just like take a break in the middle of my workout when they're on a really, really bad day with trends. So you can manipulate your electrolytes to give yourself more of a, a pump. You can manipulate your carbs to, to give you, uh, to change your, your pumps, all kinds of little tools that you can do when it comes to uh, these trend pumps. But Pharmacies has a lot of trend options. They have the trend acetate. They have the trend anethate. They have a tri-trend. They have trend included with, with cutting mix, cutting mix plus, a rapid cut pro 350 that has trend and a blend 350 that has trend. So they have so many different options. I'm, I'm going to count how many they have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different trend options from Europharmacy. So if you like trend and you like the trend pumps, you're covered with uh, with Europharmacies for sure. Yeah. And the next one I like is Winstrol. Oh, my gosh. There's been people over the years posting on forums that literally have screen names that are called Winstrol Pumps. That's how legendary they are. <laughs> and so your pharmacies has a lot of Winstrol options. They have, and it's uh, going by Stanozelix. And it's got a 10 milligram option. It's got a 25 milligram option. They also have a uh, 50 milligram per milliliter, 10 milliliter vial oily yeah. solution Winstrol. So they have a lot of different options. They also have a summer cutting cycle, which is a combination of Winstrol and Anavar. 20 milligrams of Winstrol, 30 milligrams of Anavar. So if you're a big Winstrol fan, you can't go wrong with your pharmacies. A lot of different options. So I would do um, 25 milligrams and then I would possibly increase it a little bit up to 50 um, yeah. And you would get some really, really intense pump. Doesn't matter. You can stack it. You can use it solo. But the Winstrol pumps, I would describe as very dry, very vascular, very yes. hard. Yes. So if that's what you're striving for, if you're not gonna get, you're not gonna leave the gym like Dianable where you're blown up like a balloon with these pumps. Yeah, yeah. But they're more of a hard vascular. So if you want a more vascular, like you want your veins popping out of your arms. Then the Winstrol pumps are going to be, and they are obviously uh, absolutely devastating. The Winstrol pumps. Um, if you try to do cardio on Winstrol and you're deep into your Winstrol cycle, it's going to be very hard to do a lot of cardio. At least the cardio that I do. I mean, going down the elliptical or or stationary bike, that's going to be fine. 
But if you want to go jog like two miles or something or go go for a sprint, a wind sprint or do hill running or something, it's going to be devastating. So Winstroll is legendary with pumps. When you're working out on Winstroll and you're doing bicep curls or you're doing pull-ups or you're, you know, you're on the machine doing drop sets with biceps, oh my gosh. Or you're doing ropes, doing triceps on the ropes behind the back, tricep pushes. Tricep extensions, oh, the Winstrol pumps are absolutely insane. So if you haven't tried Winstrol yet and you're a big pump person, definitely you're going to love the Europharmacy's Winstrol. So that would be an option for you guys to do. Make sure you're running your liver support with it, of course, because they it is liver toxic, just like all these other oils that we've talked about. Um, and it it it's one of those that you want to keep an eye on. Also, the head hair. With Winstrol, it's legendary, not just for the palms, it's legendary for shedding your head hair. So be aware of that before you go on. Don't say I didn't warn you. So officer, comment on that. And uh, do you have any others you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll just a quick one for you guys. And Steve's touched on it already. A lot of the orals that uh, Europharmacies does come in 10, 25 and 50 milligram options. I'd probably go for the middle because I prefer to split up my dosages. Equally, you can buy the 50s and bite them in half. Use a pill, pill cutter and, and run it that way. Tens, I'd probably recommend for the newbies. I I, I I can't see me running tens at this point. Well, certainly would when I back started. And again, at a lower dosage. And and again, for those uh, of the female listeners, running the lower dosages, splitting, for example, an Anavar 10 into a five. So you don't have to buy the 50s and, and you know grind it up and take it that way, girls. There's other options for you. And Europharmacies is giving you those options. I agree with what Steve said. The difference between a D-bowl pump blowing that balloon up and a windstroll pump giving you that feathering of veins across the surface, you see, it's when you see that ungodly looking, bordering on competition shape, but not quite out of the off-season, freaky looking bloated bodybuilder, and they're covered in veins, it kind of grabs your eye. Now imagine that on your own arms. That's what we're looking at here. And I think that's what Steve says when he says about the vascularity. Another one for vascularity, and this is more of an injectable, is EQ. Boulder around 250 is the options that you're going to have for Europharmacies. And I think that'd be another one, Steve, for me, where you're not talking about that sheer mass glycogen and water that D-Bowl and Anadrol give you. You're talking about that vascular look, that kind of, this, like the skin's been pushed out a little bit and 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 you don't necessarily have to be bloated in size in the way that the the, the two orals i've talked about are but you get that kind of enhanced blood volume thing going on and and water and and, and cellular water and glycogen in the bloodstream and that kind of popping up under the skin now guys it has to be said you need to be predispositioned for vascularity but again being lean helps. And I said earlier on, way back at the beginning, I was able to get that Arnold-like vein popping down the front of my bus between my dot and my forearm uh, way back in the day. And having that split head of a bicep and almost, and again, you've probably seen this on YouTube videos, Steve, where you get the finger and you're running it over and you can kind of almost feel the uh, separate muscle fibers underneath. That's how crazy lean I was when I was 15. But again, that's a long ass cyber garden 34 years ago. Might even be more than that, say 44 years ago. So, yeah, it's a long time since that's happened. But for you younger guys, listeners that are trying to get into that kind of shape and, and you want that vascularity, you're old enough to be taking PEDs and you want that vascularity, you want that kind of freaky look, then EQ is going to be one of those kind of drugs. Tell the listeners why EQ works in that particular way, Steve, before we move on to the next choice. Yeah, and really any any steroid. With EQ, um, it's not going to be as easy to achieve a pump. So with EQ, I recommend if you want to go the EQ route to hydrate before your workout a lot. Uh, you might want to look into electrolyte manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. And then also carbs. 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 But I'm not talking about go eat ice cream and 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 cake and stuff. I'm talking about like sweet potatoes and and brown rice and wild rice. Those are really really yeah. good options to cart up. Yeah. Fruit fruit also good carb options as well. Bananas um, tend to do the trick as well. So you're gonna have to push a little bit. Like if you wanted to, you know, get pumps without using some of these pump quote unquote pump steroids that we talked about. 
you're going to have to want to do that. But the, the nice thing about some of these steroids we talked about, it doesn't matter if you carb up, doesn't matter if you hydrate, you're going to get pumps on yes. them. So they kind of do the work better for you. You'll yeah. get a better pump for sure, but you'll get a better pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the the medical nature of the steroid that Steve's just touched upon is that you will get a pump. But and we will touch on this in the training as well, Steve. If you then manipulate pre-workout, and it, I don't mean right before the workout, Steve, obviously, but about ninety minutes out from the workout, your carbohydrates, specifically with the aim of getting a better pump on those drier steroids, but especially on the wetter ones. The, 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 the swelling ones, if you like, you will get a better pump. And I'll get onto that when we talk about the training. Let me give you one more, Steve. And, and I touched on this a million times, guys, when I talk about my one of my favorite injectable steroids for this kind of reaction and response that we're looking at here, which is to get that swelling, get the glycogen, get the water, have the vascularity. And for me, that was DECA. Uh, Nandrolone Decanate 250 is your Eurofarmacy's options here, guys. I've mentioned it, that combination with SAS or Sustanom, I, I, I would blow up. And I specifically remember two cycles, which I've touched on previous podcasts, where I put on 20 pounds from 280 to 300. And again, I wasn't actually working my arms. I was look, getting, looking to get strong for the grip strength competitions that I was doing. I did very well in, thank you very much. But adding 20 pounds from 280 to 300, you're going to have pumps. You're, if I had been working my arms for the pump sleeve, I'm going to be blowing up like a motherfucker here undoubtedly so for me the deca and again this is very i think for me i never really struggled with some of the side effects that some would i wasn't using crazy dosages so there are an issue with side effects for some users i'm thinking of deca dick for example again it's one of those things when it comes to arms and or any kind of training what kind of condition you are to begin with so someone that's relatively lean is going to respond way better for example with eq and and winstrol in terms of the vascularity type stuff that we mentioned earlier on, whereas if you've got a layer in fact, you will not. If you're out of condition, you will not. Same thing that Chen, which Steve mentioned earlier on. So for me, I wasn't unduly concerned with my condition. I was looking for strength gains. But had I been in condition, had I been training with the volume that was required for bodybuilding, I think the Deca pumps on my arms, and its effect on my overall size, and the training that I could have done for bodybuilding purposes would have been ungodly. Have you had that experience, Steve? I've had all kinds of experiences and, and honestly, like I, I, I've not done a great job when it comes to studying what's giving me pumps and what's not like, I tend to just, you know, I kind of just wing it because it's not that important to me um, at this stage of my life to, to have that. But when I was, it was important to me. I just had this ego. What I would do is I would, I would go to the gym, I'd work yeah. out, then I'd get to go to my car and I change into some nice jeans and a t-shirt. And then I'd go down to the grocery store and start hurting on women after I get, or if I go on a date, I go to the gym first, get a nice uh, pump to my arms. Then I go on my date, wear a shirt, like a kind of a nice classy shirt, like a collared shirt that's cut off a little bit where you can see kind of half my biceps. And in in that, that was kind of my thing, you know, when I was stroking my ego. So I guess when you've been in a relationship for a while, long time, you kind of lose that uh, appeal. So Mobster's having a kick out of this one, go. Yeah, I just remembered one, Steve, and I never did this. But I know of a bunch of fellas back in the day and even now, and if you're listening, guys, and it applies to you, put your hand up in the comments, who would go to the club, Steve. Now, the girls are going to the, to the ladies' room to quote-unquote powder their noses, apply some lipstick, comb their hair. What were some of the younger guys doing? Bench dips off the toilet, off the sink and off the toilets, pumping their arms, <laughs> hoping, even worse, they go into the gym and up, you, you've seen forum posts on this and other forums. We don't get it too much on our forums, thank Christ. But they'll say, what will give me a pump that will last for hours? And what they meant was they'd go to the gym, pump their arms, then get dressed like Steve said and hit the clubs, hit the bars, and hopefully the girls would notice their arms. It's kind of weird, really, because it doesn't really work like that. And and but I would I've heard of young guys much like yourself back in the day, Steve, doing dips by putting their feet up on the toilet seat and then putting their arms on on the the uh, surround for the sink and doing like bench dips in the club toilets in the bar toilets to try and pump their arms up. 
So their arms are still going. I think in Jersey Shore side has been safe. I don't think I don't think I ever did it. Yeah. I never <laughs> went that far. All right. I'll admit, I never went that far. So <laughs> he says, he yeah. says, well, we all believe you, Steve. Let's talk about training now. And um, I'm going to let Steve start with this because I saw you something that Steve said before, and I'll let Steve expand on this right now. Here's a couple of, couple of tips here, guys. You don't have to do 15 exercises of biceps and 47 exercises of triceps. You really don't. And something that Steve's me and has talked about on the forums, he says, if you want big arms, chins and dips. Now, what does Steve mean by that? It's, I mean, I'll, I'll let Steve explain, but basically, it, it, not every person listening to this who wants big arms needs to do 15 or 20 different exercises of biceps, like concentration curls and scott curls and whatever else. Explain why chins and dips work as a great routine for blowing your arms up, Steve. So there's a guy in my gym uh, that I used to work out at, and he never did curls. And he had the biggest arms in the gym. Now, granted, he had tremendous genetics. He used to play football and all that. He actually got a scholarship to play football. But it lends truth to the fact that it's not the bicep curls that actually build the big arms. It's actually what he would do. And that would be pull-ups. He would do all kinds of pull-ups. He literally spent his whole workout doing all kinds of pull-ups. And he was a big, big guy. I mean, he was, uh, you know, like 240, 250 pounds, and he could do like 50 pull-ups, no problem in a row. So one of the, you know, that that kind of lends credence to the fact that when you do pull-ups, and this is a great thing for those of you who are struggling to, to um, get your arms up, and think about it, you know, you're doing a lot of curls, you're standing in front of the mirror. Do I do curls? Yes. I, you know, we want to mire ourselves in front of the mirror. We want to kind of see the, but I'm not doing the curls because I think it's actually helping my biceps improve. I'm doing them more to, to see myself in the mirror and kind of get a little motivation and try to see the fruits of my labor. But my strategy for building bicep comes at the pull-up bar come from gymnastics. I like to do monkey bars and gymnastics and stuff. You ever see these gymnasts and their pictures and how, how big their, their arms are. It's just huge. How big their in vascular, their arms are. So that's how you build the big arms. Um, it's not through bicep sitting in front of the mirror doing 25, 30 pound dumbbell curls, you know, for an hour. That's just not going to do. And I see a lot of young guys doing that at the gym. Usually they're in groups of three or four and they stay in there in front of the mirror doing these half-ass horrible uh, technique curls and they're not getting any type of progress. Their arms still stay like 11 inches. They have those really, really skinny arms. So if you really want to force the growth pull-ups and then weighted pull-ups, weighted pull-ups. Well, once you start, once you get your pull-ups going, weighted pull-ups, monkey bars, gymnastics, stuff like that, those are really boost your arms. So a lot of these steroids we've talked about, they're really good. They're actually mild. Um, you know, we go through the list. Monster gave you some good mild steroids. I, I didn't as much, but Dianabol, it aromatizes like crazy, but it's a dummy proof one. Anavar, very, very mild, not many side effects. Um, you know, equipoise, we talk about equipoise, testosterone, even you can run testosterone and get some good pumps going on that. And it's, um, you know, you gotta watch out for the water retention and stuff, but those are really, really options. So you don't have to kill yourself and go on trend. If you're a new guy or a winstrel, like something like that, that gives you a lot of side effects or anadrol, you can just start off with Anavar, which has very little side effects and get really good results. So if you want to really force your arms to grow, that would be a good option. And then on some machine work, don't forget your triceps too. Um, someone once told me that triceps are just as important as biceps when it comes to growing big arms. And it's absolutely true. So you must 100%. work your triceps. So, and nobody does them at the gym. You notice that everyone, how many guys do you see go and they do like so many different curls in front of the mirror and then you don't see them balance that out and go do triceps dips. Same thing with pull-ups dips are for your triceps weighted dips. You want to force your triceps to grow weighted dips. So pull-ups weighted pull-ups and weighted dips. Those literally, those are the two that you could hit twice a week. Is all you have to do and hit those and you you would you would force growth and then combine these steroids we're talking about and you yeah. get some some really nice results for your arms if you're struggling. So this is really, really, really 
the tips that you're not going to find on any other podcast. Because those other podcasts are going to tell you to go do a bunch of steroids and go do uh, a curls in front of the mirror for, for 45 minutes. That's what they're going to tell you to do. Or these stupid theories of doing two-hour arm workouts, oh, which God, there's no science behind that. It's just people who want to stroke their ego. If you want to go stroke your ego, go do two-hour workouts. But it's not that's not how you really do it. Go ahead, yeah. Let me jump in here, Steve. So why why do bench dips or dips using a dipping bar, dipping frame, or or pull-ups, as Steve said? Now, notice he said pull-ups, not chin-ups. Pull-ups is with the hands facing towards you, the palms of your hands facing towards you, like a curling movement versus the hands facing the way, which would be more of a chin-up. Why? Because you're using your whole goddamn body. You're not using 20, 30 pounds like Steve says. You're using your whole body weight, whether you weigh 150 or 300 pounds. And, and it's a multi-joint movement. You're, you're rotating around the shoulder on both those movements. So your points of attachment, points of insertion, bicep and tricep is going over the shoulder and into the forearm. And you're moving both those joints. You're not just moving at the elbow, you're moving at the shoulder. And like I said, it's a body weight thing. And that's why gymnasts have such great arms. Now, let me give you another one, and then we're going to talk about specific bicep tribes, little tips. So recently, and I've mentioned this on the forums recently, Steve, I did a Nautilus-style workout, an Arthur Jones from Nautilus-style workout. Now, back in the day, they had a very old bicep tricep machine. My local gym just bought themselves a not, – it's not Nautilus, it's another version. But I decided to try this workout. So real simple, guys, bicep tricep machine, if your gym's got one, Give this a go. Five sets of 10. So we warmed up and then we put the weight. It was real light, Steve, 30 kilograms, so 66 pounds for biceps and for triceps. We didn't change the weight. And I worked with a buddy and the whole goddamn workout took 27 minutes. So when Steve says you don't need a four-hour workout, you really don't. And it was a bicep curl, 10 reps, and a tricep extension, 10 reps. Just the, road, the, the movement arm stays the same but the weight resistance goes from front on biceps to back on triceps. And what did we do? And here's a little bit of a tip here, guys. It's a non-stop. I'm not pausing between bicep and tricep. As soon as we could move the pin that changed the resistance, that was it. That's five to 10 seconds. So as soon as the five sets of, as soon as the set of biceps was done, it was straight into a set of triceps before my buddy jumps on. And something else, I think the first set was a feel-out set because it was the first time I tried this particular routine, but I was squeezing the bicep at the top of the bicep movement. And when I switched over to triceps, I would squeeze the contraction at the bottom. The other thing was almost like a, 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 um, a set speed, Steve, not too fast up, so no momentum. Uh, but that's on both bicep and tricep movements. So you're getting a nice time under tension. You're squeezing the contraction at the top. And what are you doing? You are pumping the blood. And especially here, my arms didn't get a chance. Now, guys, you want to talk about pumps? I had, as always, when training in the morning, cup of tea, cup of coffee, my usual vitamins and minerals, and my bowl of cereal. It might be oatmeal, might be some sort of a muesli, something like that. I mean, a couple of Weetabix. I then hit the gym. So I'm not having some huge great breakfast. I'm not eating like a lumberjack here, guys. I'm not having bagels and bacon and eggs. I'm just having carb, a simple kind of carbohydrate, barely complex carbohydrate there, Steve. Bananas would be fine as well. And then I'm going to the gym. I might have another cup of coffee. If the owner makes me a cup of coffee. My arms blew up from 19 and a half inches cold. We taped our arms just to experiment this particular routine. And at the finish, they were 20 and three quarters. My right arm was 20 and three quarter inches. That's a one and a quarter inch pump. My buddy, Kirk, who's a lot lighter than me, I think his arms were 15 and a half and he finished at 16. So he got a half inch pump. Trust me, guys. This is real, 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 real simple. We did one movement for biceps and one movement for triceps to get those tape measures. I mean, we did some crazy shit after, Steve. Didn't need to do it. And we also done a pump set at the end, 20 reps with just at the top, literally the top of the stack, a little stacker plate that holds the the, 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 the the runners and the cable in position. So it probably weighs, I don't know, a couple of kilograms, three or four pounds, something like that. 20 reps. But we were pumped, Steve, with one bicep and one tricep movement. Key here was time under tension. We wasn't going too fast on the movement. We were working the contraction at the top and the bottom, and we were pumping. It was nonstop. He got off, 
I got on. I got off, he got on. Biceps, triceps, 27 minutes and an inch and a quarter inch pump on a bowl of cereal, Steve. Not one meal, two meals, three meals. Like you hear top pros, Jay Cutler back in the day was four meals before he did gym. Most pros these days talk about two meals before the gym. I'd had a bowl of cereal, a cup of skin, a cup of coffee, and I hit the gym and I got a one and a quarter inch pump. And that's off product at the minute, Steve. God knows what my pump would have been like if I'd have been on something like D-Bowl from your pharmacies on that particular thing. Throw in a, a training routine, the stuff that you've done for your arms that's pumped them up for yourself. Yeah, so drop sets. Um, I really like drop sets. Um Kind of a cookie cutter, you know, type of workout strategy where I'll start out with more, you know, low rep, high weight. And as the, as the workout will go on, I'll finish it out with some drop sets. I might even finish it off with a set or two of biceps after almost every workout I do. And, um, you know, and that will do because that's really all you need to do with arms. You don't need to train the crap out of your arms. It's a it's a. Biceps, literally, it's two muscles. Bi, triceps, literally three muscles, small muscles. So they don't react well to overtraining, but you can train them a little at a time each day. Um, there was a, a, a football player, Edrin James. He worked on his grandfather's watermelon farm when he was a kid growing up from like when he was like six years old to a teenager. And he never touched the weight in his life, and he built huge arms just from working on that watermelon farm, from picking up those watermelons. So that's a perfect example right there. Supplementation, nitric oxide, um, it's a natural way to produce a pump. Um, it's going to help dilate blood vessels. Again, though, if you're natural, you can go that route and increase the pumps. But if you're on these steroids, they do this for you. They will cause more blood flow especially some of these that we've given you that like Dianabol, for example, it's known for that. It basically just forces blood into your muscle and forces nutrients in your muscle and forces that pump. So really the more high rep you can do where you start feeling that burn and you push through that burn and push and push and push till failure, that's when you get the best, the best pumps. Now you want to be careful training the failure because you have risks that are very sensitive, elbows that are sensitive, these joints, you start wearing those out. You can wear out your joints quick. You have tendons in your ligaments. You start developing tendonitis. You can really can, can become a really nagging issue. And using anabolic steroids on top of that is going to have a negative effect. Okay, a lot of people think, oh, steroids, they're good for healing. They'll heal me up if I'm on them. No, it's not. You're thinking of catabolic steroids, which are anti-inflammatory. Talking like the prednisone. Okay, stuff like that. Those are anti-inflammatory steroids. Those are catabolic steroids. What we're talking about in this podcast is anabolic steroids for performance, and those are actually inflammatory. So if you have existing issues with your wrists, with your with your elbows, tendonitis issues, you don't want to run a cycle like this. Any of these cycles we talked about, if that's the case, you want to wait till you rest and recover and let your body catch up, so you don't have those issues. When you run your anabolic cycle, you want to be able to enjoy your cycle. So um, so be careful going and training the failure because that's a common mistake guys are making. Uh, we're told that you're tough if you push through injuries, but it's not. It's stupid. It's not being tough. It's actually being the opposite of tough. So a tough person is healthy. A tough person could go weight train without having to worry that, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have elbow problems when I when I finish. So make sure you train smart. That's that's what I would say, Mobster. When it comes to training for pumps, training at all is train smart and and stay healthy. This way you can do it long term and you don't end up injured and having to take time off the gym. So use these Europharmacy steroids. They all have different benefits. Um, and the pumps are very unique to each steroid. It really is yes. amazing how unique the pumps are. Trend pumps are completely different than Dianabol pumps. And of our pumps are completely different than Winstrol pumps. I just, it's just amazing how these little tweaks to all these anabolic steroids can cause these little changes to how you get pumps and when you get pumps and what they feel like. It really is uh, kind of mind, mind boggling in my mind. Let me jump back in this. They've given you an example, guys. And, and this is why there's obviously the individual variation. Some of you will have great arm workouts and do something that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. 
uh, or a modern bodybuilder does, and you'll follow the routine and you'll get great results. But for typically the genetics of that particular person applies to them. It doesn't always apply to you. So as an example of how I've got that ungodly pump in that workout that I've just mentioned, and even I, I do two different bicep uh, workouts, but what else do I do in the gym? Those of you that follow my log on the forums will see that my bench pressing is what I call close grip. It's not close, close grip. It's about shoulder width, but it's relatively close grip. And the reason for that is I'm tricep dominant. So my arms are getting a workout when I bench press, probably more than my pecs. And then when I directly work uh, biceps and triceps, what do I do? I, I'm actually programming in the bicep tricep machine for an alternate week. So one week I'm going to do the bicep tricep machine workout. And the other week, which is what I'm already doing, I'm going to be doing my crazy, crazy, crazy heavy hammer curls when I'm in crazy heavy, like 90 kilo, 100 kilo hammer curls that I don't get a crazy pump from, but it's probably a monstrous amount of tendon and leverage strength being worked there and skull crushers. Uh, there's an OG from way back in the day, Craig Monson. You can find a video of him online doing three plates aside on skull crushers and he making it look real easy. And he had massive, massive arms back in the day. So that's a little thing that I'm doing there. And I'll, I'm on the uh, tricep stuff, I nearly always finish with some sort of overhead extension or push downs, which I just started doing instead of as a way of, uh, of getting that little bit of a burn and pump at the end. And even on that kind of workout, which is kind of loose, but kind of heavy and relatively low volume, I will still get a moderate half inch pump on that. And again, that's my size, my height, my body weight, my, my length of time at the gym. So here's the thing, guys. And I've, I've done this with uh, members at the gym where I can put them through a arm workout in half an hour. And arm workouts can include, for example, hammer curls, easy bar curls, if you can do it and you'll have the flexibility, straight bar curls are probably better. If you can do preacher curls using a preacher bench, make sure you don't, don't hunch over it, don't shorten the movement, don't fuck it up, do it real strict. But here's another thing as well. And I should have mentioned this earlier on, Steve. I looked at probably the owner right up there, number one, number two, number three, your choice, guys. Ronnie Coleman arguably had some of the best arms, certainly in the bicep pose, of all time. There's a few out there that maybe gets him on tricep, but overall size, you can find videos of this online as well, with 23 inches, never mind the 24s and 25 grams. There is videos of his arms at 23 inches before I believe he won the Mystery Olympia, Steve. And you can find photographs and videos of him working his biceps with 30, 40, and 50 pound numbers on creature curls, strict and for high reps. It is a really, really, really good example of not needing to use crazy weights, moderate volume, super strict form, and having some of, if not the best biceps in the world. Never mind triceps as well, but certainly a very, very muscular upper arm. And again, split head biceps. And like I said, it, it, he would probably be in most people's top threes in modern times, Steve, for some of the best arms you've ever seen. A, a great I'm probably not as rated as high as you should on, on bench press, but certainly over 500 pounds for reps, sets of 12, I believe, Steve. So there's doing tricep workouts, doing press downs, but also, for example, Steve, and again, this is one specifically for triceps with the one arm cable press down. And again, not, not crazy weights, just working the contraction, like I said earlier on. I would prefer to see you get huge on those chins and dips that Steve talked about earlier on and, for example, bench pressing and squatting and deadlifting. If you grow, you grow all over on those exercises. And then to bring out the detail, to get that peak up, to, to have that tricep pop, work the contraction with moderate weights. I do use crazy weights on some of my movements for arms, but I also work the contraction with a lot less weight, a little bit more volume, and I'm really trying to make the muscle pop out. I'm really trying to get that contraction to work. I think these things are key, Steve then throw in Euro pharmacies, have those great products. And like Steve said, I agree again, Steve. I think the pumps and the contractions and the way that you're going to intracellular glycogen, muscular contraction, et cetera, et cetera, with all those different stories, it's remarkable, especially with arms, the feedback that we get. And 
the sensation of the pumps, the cramps, the contraction, how much they vary, which is kind of weird. I wouldn't actually say that necessarily for other exercises, but because we get so much feedback from our arms, because we love the contraction, because it's kind of a small enough muscle that we can work it when it comes to biceps and triceps, um, that you, you get that feedback on the different contractions, the different pumps and so on. One more and final tip here, Steve. When we're talking about arms, we're also talking about forearms. And I could probably do a whole uh, hour podcast on just forearms. So work that muscle from the elbow down to the wrist as well, Steve. Straight forward, over the bench, over the knee, uh, wrist curls, both forward and reverse. If you can do that at the end, if you've had a hell of a workout, you're going to be pumped from wrist to shoulder, which is an absolute must. And yeah, that's definitely one of those sessions when you go and feel like you've had a hell of a workout and you've got a great pump. Remember again, guys, Euro pharmacies for your products. Please note, we are not doctors in the opinions of ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the social network.